Hello and welcome to the Transatlantic Theatre Podcast. My name is Oscar Reese Freeman and I'm joined by your usual host. I am uh, Marcos Reese, Marcos Rodriguez. <laughs> I decided, I was like, hold on, should I do this joke? And then I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> like halfway through yeah, okay. yeah you did that joke i think the last episode i think i did you? Uh, whatever yeah you said your name was marco or yeah something like that yeah, yeah. well this is marcus rodriguez calling it in since 2020 so here we go so what we were talking about before we started the podcast is as uh, anybody who possibly is on our youtube channel knows i've been streaming uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, mm-hmm. um, and I had to basically delete everything from my computer except it because it's what? <laughs> it's it's a hundred it's a hundred and something gigabytes oh, large. Oh wow, that's all those HD retex textures. And that shit. is all those HD retextures. <laughs> yeah, like whenever I download mods or anything onto a game, the the thing that takes mm-hmm. up the most is like any texturing mods because they like high resolution. It's HD yeah. requires like a couple of gigabytes. Just Let's to put see. into the game. If it'll show me the properties for the file. Um no, that's only saying it's kilobytes, so that's not that can't be the actual game file itself. No, that's just the save. Okay. I don't know. Where is it? My games? No, that's still Skyrim. Oh, it won't show me. But no, it, it told me like when it was I was trying to install it and it was like, it's gonna be a hundred gigabytes. And then once it's actually installed, it'll be more. <laughs> what? Which I didn't understand what that meant. Like it was like it was gonna be more once once you install it. Like, like a couple extra gigabytes. Oh, I don't know maybe why. it's there's like unpacking certain files. I maybe guess. yeah. After Must it's be. installed, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's crazy. It's a big old game, but it looks amazing, dude. So that was always the best thing to do. I remember I had the legendary edition back when it was on PS3, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I came with all three games, and that was a great playthrough. I, I remember doing that. This was back in 2014 or something like that. And I did a. Is, I thought this was new. No, I'm talking about the, the old legendary, legendary edition. edition. I didn't know there was two legendary. Editions. Well, it's probably not called legendary edition, but it was a three disc set with all three of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think that was just the um, massive trilogy, like trilogy <laughs> box case set or whatever. Yeah. But whatever it was, it came with everything. It was just like this one, except without all the remake. Because like this is technically, mm-hmm. I think, classified as a remake. It's, you think? Yeah, because of how much they changed in the first game. They so I'd say they haven't changed that much. Dude, the, I was looking the at the UI and everything. If they change yeah. the UI, if yeah. if they do more than just update textures, it's a remake, man. Because yeah. they had okay. to they then, actually yeah. had to change things. I'm sure they changed some button they layouts did. too a little bit. They they changed um yeah, the the main thing that's different is the ro- the layout for um, or at least what feels different the most for me is is the layout for, um, like your your squad. Yeah. Like when you go to your, your squad menu. Um, yeah, it's just in a different way. But at the same time, I don't know if that's is different or if it's the computer version of it. Because at the same time, I've only ever played the Xbox version. Yeah, was it? So it was on PC before, wasn't it? Like on the. Uh... Yeah, I had it on PC, and yeah, I played it on, it on PC a few store, times, wasn't it? Yeah, I literally owned the game three times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or not three times, but um, yeah, I did. Yeah, three times because I have the trilogy in Xbox 360 games. I have the trilogy in my games library as normal Mass Effect games, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then now I have the Legendary Edition. Yeah, yeah. 
so I own them three times. I've given EA so much money. <laughs> well, this is the one. Well, let's say Bioware because this is yeah. This is more of well, a Bioware I'm also, product. Bioware, I've given the money to them by getting the discs. EA, I've bought the the three games and the Legendary Edition. I bought on Origin. So yeah, dude, I feel like we're we're heading towards a. Uh... I feel like we're moving out of the dark ages right now of, of video game content and stuff because what do you mean? Uh, because Bioware just did a mm. shitty job on their last games, uh, their last couple games, because you know they fucked it up with Andromeda, and then yeah. they fucked it up with Anthem. So now it's like yeah. Bioware needs to make a comeback, otherwise they're probably going to suffer as a company like dramatically. Well, I think they've probably made a decent amount of money from this. Uh yeah, they're gonna. This is this is probably a project they put into place because they needed to recoup. <laughs> yeah, they were like, to be honest. we need somebody to get. We need people to give us money. Yeah. Uh, what 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 will make us get money? And they set one of their side companies to do the remake and make sure everything's working right. And while they work yeah. on other future projects, but this was totally just like, hey, we need money because yeah. we're we fucked up our last two massive games. <laughs> I'm curious to see how revamped two and three are. Yeah. Because those obviously at the time, in my opinion, looked good. They did look good. Two, I think, looked um, really good for. Yeah, I think two looked really good. And then three, um, of course, just built upon what two was, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. But uh, that, because I think it's so, it's such a stark contrast mm -hmm. seeing the first game and like how nice everything looks and how not how people don't look like fucking creepy uh, flesh rubber people <laughs> they like, really did look like rubber people in the first game yeah. like now they look like okay i can get I, these people look kind of normal yeah they look um, awful but it but, was, uh, so it was that, all about the that's... story and the gameplay though exactly yeah. yeah it was and i realize now that i think i actually have played the first one more than all the others i like the first one a lot yeah i do too yeah. but at the same time i i like two is my favorite but they change um, like it's so weird. It's so weird how dramatically different each game is. You know it what is, I mean? Yeah. Like they didn't just stick with a formula because it was successful. They decided to make yeah. dramatic changes. They did because the third one so is crazy. is way more of a like like one. like war shooting kind of game. Yeah, it, it's closer to one than it is to two. I think just in terms of yeah. like how everything plays out. Uh, obviously, the mm -hmm. combat and everything was was from two because. The combat, because yeah, the combat yeah. in two was a lot better. It oh, was. they fixed they fixed the sniper uh, thing in this game, which I was really happy about. In one, see so you now how in one, uh, when you were a sniper, like at the very beginning, because you were a low level sniper, like the camera shaked as you were like trying to zoom in. Oh, did it sway? Yeah, it like swayed around. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's gone. That's gone in this one. Oh, I didn't know that was. I was so thing. fucking happy. Yeah, it's because so I used to play sniper in two and three because yeah. I like playing sniper, but I never did it in the first one because of that problem because you had to like level up to get. But I'm like, yeah, but I've already chosen a sniper class, so in theory, if I'm good. already a sniper class, I should be good at it. Yeah, um, they're not going to give you a now, sniper yeah, so. in the Marines if you don't if you can't shoot fucking <laughs> sharpshooter or expert. Exactly. So so yeah, I chose it because I was like, well, they've said they've up they they redid like all the combat, so let's see if that works better but okay. now there's a bunch of like upgrades for the sniper rifle that in like uh like you know improve the the sights and stuff like that to stop that wobbling that you just are pointless now <laughs> are those still in the game mm -hmm. oh wow so they didn't they didn't compensate then i guess yeah. too much because they're just like the little uh like 
extras you can put onto weapons. I guess removing items and putting on uh, and replacing them might have been too much for the team that was in charge. You know? Yeah, but anyway, and also yeah. it's just random shit to give. And it's like, ah, it's in an Omni jail box. There yeah. <laughs> another another company that really kind of fucked over their fan base was Bethesda. Mm-hmm. Bethesda hasn't put out a good game in like since Fallout 4, and Fallout 4 was still yeah. very controversial. On, yeah, I remember you know, a lot of people not really caring for it. Yeah, it's because they, they basically made it a linear storyline, and... You know, you pretty much have to do the game the way they want, and there's very, very few options for choice. And even when you do make that choice, mm. they don't matter at all. So, they kind of they kind of screwed over their what made the original games so good. Um, in terms of like Fallout Three and New Vegas, like those those games are great. Like your decisions mattered. You could literally in Fallout Three and New Vegas, you can kill every NPC in the entire <laughs> game. Even if it fucks your storyline, like the main storyline, you could do yeah. it. You can kill them and prevent your game from actually finishing the main story. Wow. Yeah, so that's the kind of freedom and the kind of cool shit that we liked about the Fallout games. And then Fallout 4, you can't do that at all. In fact, there's so many people you just can't kill because they're quest-related or whatever. And it's really yeah, it's pretty dumb. It's really dumb. Um, granted, there are a lot of good things about the game. Like, the combat is way better. doesn't feel like like shit like it did in Fallout New <laughs> Vegas and and uh three. Well Fallout New Vegas yeah. is a massive improvement, but three was horrible. It was basically I think my my main problem with the Fallout series, why I've never really cared for it, is mm-hmm. the combat I thought yeah. was a bit janky. Yeah, that's why Fallout four was a massive improvement on that. And um, you know, so a lot of people were upset with Fallout Four, you know, take it or leave it. I still think it's a good game. The modders have made it an even better game. Um and then you have uh, like th- dude there's a mod I played recently on Fallout 4 that's called Whispering Hills it puts mm. pretty much the entire Silent Hill 1 game in Fallout 4 that's possible yeah, they figured it out dude it's insane <laughs> that what you can do what the mod modders can do yeah. with that game it's crazy the only mod I've ever seen for Fallout 4 uh, was uh, my roommate at the time mm. who's playing it um put the pew pew mod on which just it makes every it makes the laser the guns, beams go pew yeah pew. The, it makes no it makes every gun every go gun pew pew but it's not like it's not like like an actual pew sound it's, yeah, it's somebody a in, into a mic saying pew. Going, pew i've heard it pew, i've pew, seen it recently pew, 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 pew. Yeah. it's really was, funny oh i don't find it funny <laughs> well i wouldn't play the whole game like that but you know honestly like he wasn't even like, like there were points where i'd walk into the room it, nobody else was in the room he still had that mod on holy shit i would not play it seriously like that that's a mod i put on and then make myself god mode and then just go around killing everyone <laughs> you know? that's that's the only reason why i would use that but the no. worst part is just him like walking like through a town and then he's getting you can hear him getting closer to like people fighting each other oh my god and <laughs> so you're just like keys? walking and just in the distance that's really funny but stupid um yeah yeah uh yeah so i mean and then bethesda really fucked things with fallout 76 their cash Mm. cow live service game um that they just don't care about anymore (laughs) (laughs) yeah um they did so many different things with that game trying to figure out okay what works you know because they didn't know what the hell to do and my main problem with bethesda is just uh elder scrolls 6 
They, but they won't seem to work on it. They are. They are. Oh, they are? They're working on it, yeah. Okay. They just released the teaser a long-ass time ago. Oh. Which, honestly, I hate game companies when they do that <laughs> shit. Because then you I fall into the same issue that Cyberpunk had. Uh, Cyberpunk, yeah. that's another company that fucked over their, their, most fucked recent, over, yeah. their, uh, their most recent release. It's like they had this great <laughs> reputation. Everybody was looking forward. They were like, okay, this is going to be a game studio that's going to do right by the fans and not screw this mm-hmm. over. But the game was overhyped to hell. And, yeah. you know, it's nothing like how they said it was going to be. <laughs> the- My favorite, uh, like, just like somebody just slagging off Cyberpunk is um, they showed, like, in uh, GTA 4, so mm. a game from, like, what, 2007? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> if you put a grenade in the water, the water, like, explodes the way water does. Yeah. And then in Cyberpunk, if you throw a grenade in the water, it just does a literal fireball in the water. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And the water doesn't even move. And they're like, this game came out 13 years later. The the water's surface, like, doesn't yeah, move. It doesn't, there's no doesn't splash, move there's no ripples, yeah. zero. Dude, they, even better yet, they pulled out Crisis, you know? And mm-hmm. they shot the water, and the water was obviously moving, and, and all that stuff. Yeah. And Crisis is like almost twenty years old. <laughs> yeah, you know it's crazy. It's just like it's 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 strange for yeah for a game so it was so hyped how little effort they put into it. Well, it's not that there was little effort; is that they were they were crunched. They didn't have nearly as much time, and the game was too ambitious. So that was the problem. And then mm-hmm. the 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 what's it called the people with the money the the investors essentially they were telling the board members were telling them hey release it and fix it later because we need wow. to release this game because they started delaying the game and they mm-hmm. set unrealistic windows and goals which was stressing the team out obviously because of crunch and all that yeah. and uh, they they needed a lot more time and a lot more play testing you know I yeah. think the game should have been released on a beta at least and um and then delayed like maybe another couple years because the game was so unfinished dude there's mm. supposed to be dlc that was going to be released for this game um that should have been released already but they're too busy fixing the game wow and uh there's also uh i i, I thought i thought i heard that they've been like refunding people too because like people they did do refunds. So upset in yeah. fact they they fucked over playstation and they said yeah, just contact who you bought it from and request a refund. And PlayStation was like, "Whoa, whoa, hey, why are you telling people <laughs> Excuse me? that they could refund our, you know, their purchase from us? Like, we didn't yeah. say, we didn't approve, you know, you didn't meet with us." So what they did was is because PlayStation cares about their customers, they were like, "Yeah, we'll refund you, but we are now taking Cyberpunk off the PlayStation Store completely. Mm-hmm. So nobody else can buy it until yeah. Cyber, uh, CD Project Red fixed their their situation." And then, yeah. and then, ironically, CD Projekt Red ended up getting hacked uh, <laughs> uh, with the source code of Cyberpunk and uh, all this other crazy shit, dude. And, Jesus. Yeah, so it's like, you know, this whole game is about ha- hacking and, and cyber shit, and then they get hacked. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, people were, were right. I'll be honest, I don't know anything about Cyberpunk outside of Keanu Reeves is in it. <laughs> Keanu Reeves did great. His role in it was great. His acting was great. It was great. But uh, like, and, and the characters, the story, it's it's there. It's definitely like there's a lot of good about the game. But man, did it not meet any expectations that we had, especially because they overhyped it way too much. So the the route I think uh, 
game, I almost call them manufacturers, but game companies, developers, that's what they're, uh, need to go, I think, is like, mm -hmm. I forget which game company it is, but there's a company that doesn't even announce their game and, unless it's coming out like that year. <laughs> so wow. people have no idea about it until they announce it, yeah. and then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, and you can get it next month or some shit and people freak the Which, shit out that's what how it should be like, yeah that's how i, think I hate when even they announce movies and they're like that movie's gonna come out two in years two years yeah and it's, it's like, like ridiculous don't just tell me about it in two years then like yeah don't hype me up to try to yeah. get money or some shit you know yeah because i'm not gonna be able to give you money until then anyway yeah yeah and it just damages their uh their product overall because yeah, I th I people does, will then yeah. be hyped and then when you because obviously our imaginations are going to run wild and there's no way yeah. you can meet I mean, our expectations at this point i think that's what's going to happen with breath of the wild too oh, i think because it's been so long and it's been hyped up and they've released a bunch of trailers and then they keep saying ah it's not ready yet but it's like it's nintendo so there's a trust of like it's gonna the be. reason they're saying it's not ready yet is because they actually want to make sure it's solid when it comes out i mean let's be honest though nintendo's pretty good at not fuck, uh, fucking it up yeah but it's <laughs> just that it, but because they told us that it was coming a out long then it yeah. just keeps like it was supposed to come out last year yeah. that it didn't then it was supposed to come out this year now it's not and then they're like ah oh, it's gonna be early 2022 and it's like like Dude. it just it, it because of that it's just kind of yeah i feel like it, it could a lot of people might just get be let down but i think it's good that they're delaying um, because, it means that they yeah, care about like the i said product. yeah and nintendo unlike other manufacturers care like more about their product yeah and they actually play tests and well they make sure it. that it's yeah. yeah they make sure it's ready for people to play instead of what what is kind of the case nowadays where games will be released and the f the first people who play it are the ones who essentially are playtesting yeah and then they patch it based on the responses that people give yeah and it's like that's that, no that's not that's not how this, this is supposed to work yeah, well, i'm paying for a, a fully made game not for you to tell me not for me to tell you what needs to be fixed so that you can then fix it like later yeah when's the last time you heard of a patch update for a nintendo game i've never strangely enough that. they do so first off they do happen but it's for like really tiny minor things yeah. and like occasionally like the switch will be like you just need to update this game randomly and i'm not sure what it is like most of the time because to be honest it never affects the play and i've never i've never experienced anything that would make me go like oh thankfully they patched it i know like, sometimes they update wording on certain things because you know a lot mm -hmm. of games are translated um, yeah and also uh what is it uh so a lot yeah like i said a lot of it's wording in that and like thing. oh also sometimes in those patch updates mm -hmm. that they do because i wouldn't even call them patches they're more like just updates where they'll change inventories yeah. of certain things or whatever they are they are updates because like smash gets update, updated a lot yeah and it'll be like uh characters either like getting buffs or nerfs or, or balanced, things like yeah. that that's just for yeah. balance to keep people interested yeah because yeah. well I, yeah, they say that but at this point there's, I think there's been like two updates, and Pyramithra is still stupidly well, too much. They like that meta. Maybe they'll change. They do the like meta. that meta. Yeah. Maybe they'll change the meta uh, eventually. <laughs> but you know, it's like Destiny. Destiny does something. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's just it's ridiculous what these companies are doing. Like they're trying to move to. Uh, even though this game is a single player game, they're treating it like it's a live service and doing these patches and updates on a game yeah. that should have been good to go from the get go and. 
I understand yeah. updating it later on because, oh, some people discovered some glitches that you hadn't found, but this game was so broken, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was ridiculous. <laughs> and like, it's, uh, it's not like GTA optimized at all. Like 4, where there was, like, a glitch where if you hit a um with with a car that was quite low to the ground if you hit a like a swing set yeah oh dude like, i love that forward, it like flung you back yeah yeah but see, i think they eventually they eventually patched that out but oh they did that's lame i yeah. loved watching those videos i thought it was my favorite <laughs> dude i used to just do that for hours <laughs> see gta though like they're interesting because their their bugs their glitches feel a yeah. lot like features <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They really do. It's like, oh, you found this Easter egg. This this specific swing. <laughs> we'll fucking launch you. Into it was, space. I think it was one specific swing over on like the the East Island or West Island. I mean, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's GTA so funny. 4. And then GTA had had no problem patching it, but and it probably should yeah. have been patched because it's definitely game breaking. But uh, yeah, like it it was funny and it was good. It wasn't something that was like, oh, you can't complete the game now or your your save is now corrupted yeah there was save all the, the reason of the glitch was just that the swing was an object you could move mm-hmm. but because it was a swing set it would just auto correct back to where it was like when it was like fixing itself yeah so it just like smacked you with like <laughs> but extreme with, like, yes yeah, <laughs> with all the force of a game just correcting an object that's in the wrong spot mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was really funny. Uh, I'm sure the video still exists on YouTube somewhere. Oh yeah, the video still exists. Yeah, but yeah, I so... remember. I think we used to have competitions at uh, a mutual friend of ours' oh, house, yeah. who will remain nameless on the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, when we just go over to his house, and we uh, he and I would have competitions of like how far we could get, and we'd like be on the map, and then we'd like how many blocks away could we get. That's really without funny. dying. That was the big thing. Without so dying, also not die. Dude, there's a there's a lot of interesting. Uh, thing so this person tested out in all the gtas uh mm-hmm. like how like do you die from landing in an empty pool because there's a okay. couple of empty pools with no water in them mm-hmm. and um some of the games are coded that even though there's no water in that pool you don't take any damage from landing in it what yeah <laughs> I think uh, one of them is GTA 5. I think GTA 5, if okay. you land in an empty pool from, like, the sky, yeah, you don't die because it's a pool that you landed in, even though there's no water. The game is coded <laughs> that if you land in this area, no matter what you hit, you're not going to die, even if it's the ground. Yeah. So did you it's... ever, in GTA 5, did you ever do the um, the the Skyfall cheat? No, no. I, I, I didn't it's play a... GTA 5, actually. Oh, I never really? played GTA 5. Oh, four. I fucking love it. It's good. I, I love you know, it's also work. it's also a lot of uh, fun for like us mm-hmm. in the sense that like playing it here when I'm a little homesick, oh, it's yeah. so it's exactly like, like Southern California mm-hmm. that it it uh, it kind of hits that little bit. It it hits that itch a little bit, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like honestly, you'll be you'll be there and be like, "Fuck, this is just this looks exa- that looks like the Staples Center. That looks like the Hollywood Bowl. That looks like <laughs> that you can literally just go to the Getty Museum." Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Um. And yeah, it's, 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 I don't know, it's cool. I dig it. I dig it for that reason. And then you can go to like the high desert area yeah. that looks exactly like what the high desert looked like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, like Hesperia or, or uh, yeah. Victorville or uh, whatever. Palmdale. Palmdale. I never went to Palmdale. <laughs> well, they all uh, look I, the same. <laughs> they all look the same. They really do. And I've been to Palmdale a few times. It's not, it's not a pretty place. I was going to say, if you've been to Hesperia, you've been to Victorville, and you've been to, I guess, Palmdale now. Because, like, they yeah, literally all look the same. 
It's like there was this guy who uh, back when I back when I used to go to. Uh, oh, sorry, go. Hold on, can I can I describe what Palmdale yeah. looks like? And I've never been there. Go ahead. All right, so you have a bunch of uh, like like those track homes in like a in, mm-hmm. in a in a surrounded brick wall kind of area, and then directly across the street, it's nothing but desert. Is that what it looks like? <laughs> no, no, it's a bit more it's open. Like, oh, it's a bit in, more open. Or at so least the areas have... I've been into in, in Palmdale. So it's like the, the brick wall bit's not there. Everything else you said is correct. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, because sometimes those communities are just surrounded by a brick wall. <laughs> yeah, they. Re- I don't know why. Yeah. It's like little weird cul-de-sacs where they're like, well, we'll just have this brick wall with one entrance. Yeah, So you exactly. have to drive all the way around yeah. to get to this house. Exactly, yeah. And the houses are nice, but they all look the same. Uh, not so much in Palmdale. Oh. <laughs> they look a bit more, bit more run down and not as nice, I'd say. <laughs> but that's just me. So there's this guy. When I used to go to the this pub, this uh, bar I used to go to uh, in Southern California, which I brought you to that one time. Uh-huh. Um, the Cherry Pit. Yeah, I think I, oh, was that? The and um, yeah, oh. that bar I brought you to. Yeah, yeah, it was like a really, really fucking sketchy dive bar. <laughs> little small, yeah, little small hole yeah. in the wall fucking bar. Yeah. yeah. Uh but there's this guy there who he uh he played pool with me and the people who played pool all the time. And um like he was okay, but he would go on the jukebox and play the song Palmdale. And the second that song came on, he would just clean the table. Like <laughs> I don't know what it was, like that song came on, he'd just sit there and he'd just jam into it, singing along, and he'd be like, sink, sink, sink. Like wow. just all of his balls in a row, like just one turn done. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> People think he's fucking uh, working the table. <laughs> yeah, it's bullshit, man. <laughs> but it's just that it was just Palmdale. Yeah, that's funny. Um, but anyway, so anyhow, yeah. Speaking of trashy places to live, Vegas. Shall we talk about Showgirls? <laughs> Dude, Jesus Christ, man! I'm sorry for suggesting this fucking movie. <laughs> Every person I've told that bad. you made me watch this went, <laughs> "Why?" <laughs> oh my god, it was bad. Um, Did you not remember it being I bad? I never watched Showgirls. Okay, no, okay. I never watched I'd Showgirls. I'd seen it, like, a lot, when I was a lot younger. Jesus Christ, you um, shouldn't be watching that. <laughs> I don't know, I kind of, I didn't, to be honest, I thought one of the funny things about the film was about halfway through, I kind of forgot everyone was naked. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it gets like that, it gets to that point. Yeah, you but... just get so, essentially, desensitized. But this this movie is so softcore porn, dude. It's so It's a bit softcore porn. porn. That's why it's rated NC seventeen. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely deserves that rating. Yeah. Uh, funny enough. Okay, so first off, before we get into it, you did watch the other movie that uh, I said, yeah. I did, yeah. Okay, cool. So we won't talk about that because we're going to split the episode into two. Yeah. Um, because we need two episodes. Um, uh, but that movie is also NC seventeen for obvious reasons that we'll get into. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that felt. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that. But for showgirls, yeah, showgirls yeah the NC seventeen is 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 necessary. Yeah. the The thing with this film is there's a part of me that thinks it's just bad, uh-huh. but again, from the from a guy who's made like two incredibly satirical films yeah. where like everything is played super straight, but the whole point is that that's the joke. Yeah. It makes me think that this movie is like it's either intentionally making fun of like super catty drama girl chick flick films Uh um or like making fun of just like uh like just what the entertainment industry is to in general or like people's expectations of what it is yeah yeah i mean Um, i think i think it is doing that because i mean 
this guy, uh, it's Verhoeven. Uh, was it James Verhoeven? It's, <laughs> I think it was Paul. Paul Paul mm. Verhoeven, yeah. So yeah. he, if you watch his other films, like if you didn't watch his other films and then watch Showgirls, yeah. you wouldn't understand. But if you if you watch his other films, you could tell this guy does things very deliberately. Um, yeah. And that, that was, I, I was saying to my roommate, because I was like, oh, yeah. my roommate, or uh, Marcos, um, is having me watch Showgirls for mm-hmm. the podcast. And he was like, why the fuck would he watch that? That's a terrible movie. I was like, yeah, but the weird bit is it's directed by the guy who made Robocop and, and uh, Starship Total Troopers. Recall and Starship Troopers. Yeah. Um, and he was like, wait, really? Exactly. Like, yeah. He's like, oh, fuck. Like, serious? <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you, when you take that into perspective <clears throat> and you see like how, what he's trying to say, most of his films, if not all of them, all say something like maybe not so much total recall but the at least robocop and um yeah. and starship troopers they're they're very un, they have underlying meanings like you can watch it and you just think it's an action movie or some shit you know your typical action movie but really there's a lot more to it so this is yeah. this is another movie that deserves a second look i would say i mean if you can get through yeah. it a second time but <laughs> it's because it's, it it's was hard. hard to get it's through the watch. second time for me yeah. Um, but well, actually, I'd say I'll, I'll actually defend that and say it was less hard this time. Okay. I think the first time I watched it, I thought it was devoid of anything and really annoying, and and it was just a lot of tits on the screen. Mm. This time, I kind of was like, I don't know. I, I'll be honest, I, I was a, a little bit more impressed with the film than I thought I was going to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just very quickly, I do just want to say that he was the first person ever to go and accept and receive his own Razzie for this film. Wow. Yeah. Wow, I you know he was probably proud of that shit because he probably was. He yeah. was probably like, yeah, nobody got what I'm actually trying to say. <laughs> ha! Yeah, that's like uh, these bitches. <laughs> what's the Gaspar Noé who says that he one of his he has a film called Climax, which mm-hmm. I think is an amazing film, but everybody likes it. <clears throat> everybody says it's great, and he goes, I don't think it's one of my good films. And they went, why? And he goes, because everybody likes it, and if it's a film that everybody agrees is good, it's not a good film. Yeah, I guess that <laughs> he's makes like sense. a movie should be should divide people and, and, it should and have be people polarizing. talk about it. Yeah, it should be. He wants it. Well, I mean, if you look at the rest of his career, most of his movies are quite polarizing. Well, so damn, you can kind of see, like, that is what he's looking for. I was going to say, that's Paul Verhoeven right there. Like, mm. they're very polarizing, a lot of his films. Um, but yeah, I, 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 like his, I like his other stuff. Uh, this is definitely yeah. my least favorite out of all the things I've seen of his. <laughs> um, I love his other movies, though, like Robocop and, you know, the uh, Total Recall and all that. Those those movies are yeah. like my favorite growing up, man. Uh, I'm not yeah. from. Oh, what are those '90s movies? I guess they're, they're, <clears throat> they're like late early, '80s, late early, 80s, 90s, early yeah. '90s. Yeah, and um, and so that's kind of a that's that's a sweet spot, I guess, for a lot of us '90s kids, you know, because we saw a lot of those movies because our parents had a lot of those movies on VHS, and so they were all yeah. there. So. Um, I didn't really <clears throat> watch those as a kid. Well, uh, yeah, I guess not, but. I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My my dad was more into like western films. Oh so yeah, yeah. Growing up, I watched a lot of western movies. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I mean, if your parents were boomers, yeah, I don't. I don't think you would have. Seen them <laughs> but if your parents were uh, Gen Xers, then yeah, you probably did see them because your yeah. parents. Probably I have old them. parents, so that's what Marcus <laughs> was trying to say. Yeah, yeah. So they. Sorry, mom. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's like I, I saw a lot of those movies. It was in that sweet spot for me. Uh, Mm-hmm. 80s late 80s early 90s movies i saw a ton of those as a kid and 
these were some of the movies that I saw. So yeah, but this is definitely not one of those that I saw because I've seen the OG RoboCop. Yeah, uh, but I've not seen Starship Troopers. I've not seen Total Recall. Dude, Starship Troopers. I know is of good. them. I know what they're about. Yeah. Um, if like, you if you I'm... like Arnold, watch Total Recall. It's one of his. Best. Yeah, that's the thing. It's I'm not a huge. I'm not like you. I'm a huge. <laughs> I'm Arnold not a fan. huge Arnold fan. If you if you if you wanted to, man, I would suggest if you allowed me, like the entire Arnold. <laughs> fucking, like I love what, all... catalog. Yes, I love like all of his movies. There's very oh, few that I don't I... like. I don't think I could I could sit through that much Arnold. You mean you can't sit through that many one-liners? Oh, Jesus. Come on. I love that there was an interview with him where he says, like, when a movie first comes out, yeah. everyone's like, ah, oh, say the line. Oh, and he's like, yeah. but when you're making a movie, you don't realize which is going to be the line. So <laughs> yeah. it's like, so which one do you mean? Like, yeah. He's like, when I'm on the set and I just say, I'll be back, I don't think that's the one that's that everyone's going to say. Yeah, because like, he says so many, too, you know? Yeah. Like, is it hasta la vista? Which one do you want? <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that the, I think... Uh, uh, do you the, want to the... chill out, like, from Batman? <laughs> oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> chill out. No, I was going to say, there's um, apparently in the, the Spanish dub of uh, of a uh, terminator yeah um he says sayonara instead of hasta la vista, <laughs> so that the joke still lands yeah because otherwise he would just be saying goodbye, goodbye yeah. <laughs> oh he just said goodbye yeah same thing yeah yeah like, dude that's really funny sayonara <laughs> i like that they yeah showgirls though. speaking of movies that maybe aren't as great um yeah show it's i don't know like i okay so her her character, I hate her. It's just she was so loathable. Yeah, there wasn't a scene with her where, like, I felt like she deserved any praise or or any sympathy. Yeah, she was just shit. <laughs> the much. only people I cared about were like her friend, which you know that made it even more upsetting to the because that came out of nowhere. Yeah, the dude, rape scene. Her friend. Well, I wouldn't. It came out of nowhere, but it's not unrealistic, which is sad. Yeah, it's not... Okay, it's so it's not unrealistic, sad. but it did just come out of nowhere in the sense of, like, the tone of the film. Yeah. Well, the tone of the film, man. Like, <laughs> well, I don't know. I, it just felt like, for me, like... Because I don't remember that. I don't remember that scene, to be honest It was sad. I remember her, I think... be, her friend being in the hospital, but I did not remember I'm that was I'm pretty <laughs> sure that scene right there is, is probably the most important one in the movie, because it mm. defines what Paul Verhoeven is saying about this industry and what he's saying about the entertainment industry, you know, and how do not glamorize, you know, Hollywood don't because it's, it's all bullshit, you know? So it's an unhealthy obsession that people have with Hollywood and, and, and being a star and all that. And that's exactly what that scene was. And with stars. Yeah. Yeah. So they were just like, people have with with people they idolize. Yeah. Don't, they're not gods, you know? So, but yeah, it's just like, um, you know, the whole movie was kind of like subtly saying all of that, and I think the the rape scene was just like solidly that's his point. You know. Yeah. So, and a lot of people, of course, might misunderstand that they just might take it as yeah, like how you said, a, a really unfit, just a shocking scene. You know. Mm-hmm. But, no, yeah. I think I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, it did just feel like I, I maybe I think when I watched it the first time I watched it, it was on TV. 
so I think that scene was oh, not really fully shown. Yeah, yeah, because I don't remember it from the first time I watched it's it. It's possible, but I know I think I watched it when it was just on TV. And I was like, oh, because they know. they can cut it. They can just show yeah. her going off with the dude, and then cut yeah. to when she's bleeding in the in the dance yeah. floor. And so, they can like, cut that whole I think now, and it'll still make yeah. sense without yeah. it being. So and bad. I thought she just like got beaten the fuck up. Like, it, I man, I was. Ugh in my teens so i probably just didn't think like my brain wasn't like she got raped yeah <laughs> you didn't see the blood coming down her leg huh <laughs> yeah well i don't know i don't like my memory of it is isn't too i used to have such a great memory when it came to movies that i'd watched yeah. but now like as i watch movies for a second time um <laughs> but it's been like 10 years yeah. i'm like oh, i don't i don't remember these things i'm having that trouble with mass effect right now like half the, i'm like i'm starting a mission I'm like oh i don't remember any of this this is a great? new mission isn't that great though? and then yeah it is great i'm like i like it i like it a lot it is nice because it is it is nice to have that first time experience feeling again mm. like yeah with mass effect right now i'm like that'll happen and then occasionally and then about halfway through i'll go like oh no i remember this one yeah yeah one. yeah there's but a, like yeah dude there's a lot of dlc quests that you probably never played as well. yeah because i don't think i ever played dlc for the f- the first one no the first one i don't think i did but i think i might have had the game of the if they had game of the year for that one they or did it was a special edition it was like it, it had all the dlc yeah they had a they had like a okay then i played edition. all the dlc for for mass effect one um mass effect 2 i've played none and mass effect 3 i've played some of them the dlc is um, pretty good in mass effect 2 yeah, that's that's the thing is I know that Mass Effect Two the DLC is the fucking Shadow Broker mission, which I've never played. Dude, looking forward to it quite a lot. It's really strange. <laughs> okay. And things things start to make sense actually in three because yeah. the DLC is is the Shadow Broker. That's DLC what I've been told. Is referenced a lot in three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, I've been told in three basically all your conversations with Liara just make no fucking sense. They really don't. I mean anything that references hey where you been you know like oh yeah doing this and you're like oh yeah i remember and you're like no i don't <laughs> <laughs> you <didn't> do that. <laughs> that's like uh i always do the cerberus mission in mass effect one so that in mass effect two when they mention it it's not like out of nowhere <laughs> yeah i do everything i, I try to do everything yeah. some some missions I, you can't do i'm gonna try and choice. do a bit more this time because normally i kind of blast through the first one to get to the second one oh but, but this time i'm like no i'll stick around i'll do stuff yeah I'll do, do stuff. all the dlc in the first one it's a there's really good, interesting DLCs. Yeah, I remember how much you played the first one. I remember like you were getting like level twelve stuff. Yeah. In the game, and I was like, I thought the, it goes max to seven. <laughs> yeah, I, I like, did. That's the much, as much as I played. I did a lot of one because I really wanted to thoroughly play it through because it's yeah. it's there's a lot in it, and it's also just so good. It like, is good. It it's makes really sense good playing the first one. Why they made two more. Yeah, you know, it's just like, oh 100%. wow, yeah, I could definitely see a continuation. This story is good. the The gameplay was fun. You know, um, I like that they didn't restrict you on ammo, ammo, because it lets you really. Uh, well, hold on, hold on. The overheating thing. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I mean the Jeez. overheating thing. Yeah, it it worked as a way to to make you not OP completely. Yeah. But uh, you can definitely become OP in Mass Effect One. Um pretty yeah. easily whereas in the other two games uh, two and three it's a lot more difficult to become overpowered yeah but um, i switched off being on insanity mode i couldn't do it dude it's hard as fuck man yeah i'm on hardcore still yeah i'm playing on so... standard on resident evil right now but yeah. that standard feels like easy so but i'm <laughs> right now i'm just trying to do time so <laughs> yeah i'll do it on no, standard. Right. but hardcore is gonna be is gonna be fun 
It's going to be very fun. Yeah. I'm going to have to be dodging people, and you also get less ammo, less health packs. Jesus. Yeah, it's like fucking hard. So I, going back to Showgirls. Yeah. Um, what would you give it out of 10? I feel like it's a hard movie to try and score. Yeah, it is, because if you don't get it, then it's like a fucking three or a two Maybe <laughs> but i don't want to give it even one. even if i get it i don't really feel like it deserves that high but if score. you do get it if you do get it it's more of like a like a five or a six because you know i mean god no no it's not yeah it's like a five even like a five. even getting what the movie's trying to go for yeah like the idea that the scene in the beginning where she like this bitch, she's fucking up her car. She's just beating the shit out of somebody's car. She goes, hey, stop, that's my car. Yeah. Which, by the way, huge coincidence. <laughs> um, and and then she throws up <laughs> randomly mm -hmm. as well. And then she's like, let, let me buy you some food. And then when she buys her food, she's like, starts getting fucking really weird when she's asking her questions. And like, throws the food everywhere. Okay, let me... Like, throws yeah, her yeah, fries. She's, she's an absolute bitch. I <laughs> yeah. remember her throwing the fries. I was like, what the fuck? And then she's like, why don't you come live with me? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. why would the fuck would you ask this person to come back to your house? <laughs> so, Reese, Reese. Mm -hmm. What do you think is worse? An intentionally okay. bad film? Or a unintentionally bad film? An intentionally bad film. Really? Okay, so then you would yeah. rate this pretty low then. Because it is very yeah. intentionally bad. Because I think, I think unintentionally bad has its comedy. Yeah. Whereas I was intentionally say, bad, you're just you're just putting me through this for no reason. Well, see, I was gonna say the room. You know, that's an example okay. of yeah, an yeah. Un unintentionally bad, and it's a f great film. I love watching it. Yeah. <laughs> like that movie is like, a you know a, a I want to say ten, but I don't want to. say I 10. honestly, <laughs> I, I would give the room like it's like a, a nine. nine or a ten. Yeah, it's definitely it's, a nine. I always I I tell people like with good bad movies, here's how it goes because. Every movie I start, mm -hmm. it starts as a five out of ten, mm -hmm. right from right from the from the word go. It's five out of ten, and then depending on what the movie does, it either goes up a little bit mm -hmm. or goes down a little bit. Mm -hmm. So with a good bad movie, what happens is is we we start the film and it goes to a four, then a three, then a two, then a one, but then we're only about twenty minutes in, <laughs> yeah. And somehow those points just start instead of going because there's nowhere to go but up. Yeah. It just goes two, three, four five six and it just all the way till it gets to a ten yeah so my favorite my favorite uh uh good bad movie which is neil breen films if you've ever seen any of those you know i don't think i have i don't think i have seen any of them. oh man yeah I'll, I'll send you a few yeah that'd be nice maybe we could review one that would be fun <laughs> that would be good yeah. i've they're fun they're fun yeah. even my, my roommate loves them too he like told, he was like oh do you know about neil breen i was like i do and he's like do you know about neil breen <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, well, yeah, we're from California. We know about a lot of things regarding movies. <laughs> yeah, he he makes movies in Vegas too. Like he, that's where he lives. Yeah. And like I, I when I lived in California, I was like, do I just message him and tell him like how I think he's a beautiful auteur and I want to you want to be you in know, it or go under his his wing and be involved in his, yeah. move to Vegas just to fucking be a part of this guy's production company and just pretend that he's a well, he's a genius that I'd love to follow. Vegas is cheaper, and it takes a special kind of. Uh, uh what's it called narcissist to do movies like that exactly yeah i always kind of considered moving to like nevada area just because it's cheaper it's just it, once you pass that state border it just yeah the cost of living goes down but dude so much. you're when you're in a place like that where mm -hmm. it's all about self-indulgences 
It yeah. Well, I would probably be in like Henderson area. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was to say Vegas. I was gonna say Vegas will eat away at your soul. Yeah, <laughs> I imagine no. it's like living in Hollywood. Like no one wants to fucking live in Hollywood. That would that would just be terrible. <laughs> Whatever you tried to send me is current apparently unavailable. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's just a dog strapped with a Glock because uh, <laughs> yeah, there's no laws saying that a dog needs a permit to carry. So. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. So if you need um, to lock, your dog's got it. <laughs> so, so are you saying that you'd give Showgirls a, a five out of six? It's it's or, like a, uh, sorry, a five out of ten or a six out of ten? Well, it, it's more like a five. It's more like okay. a high high four, low five, because okay. it it you know watching it without any reference to anything else Paul Verhoeven or has done, it's like a fucking one or a two. Yeah. But, I think the director is what, like, with the knowledge of what he's done, makes you go, there has to be something else here. Well, there is. There is something else. I there. think he missed the mark, maybe. Like you said, there's that, the, the rape scene of the friend is, like, obviously, uh, it, 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 it it is kind of the message of the film, is, like, this is what the industry it's is It's what solidifies like. it, yeah, because, yeah, I mean... It the, solidifies the message. The mark but, is all there, all over the place, but it doesn't really become like you know oh, that's what he's saying until that scene yeah yeah but i feel like even then the other scenes maybe he isn't hitting it 100 percent all the time no he isn't he isn't it's supposed to be vague it's supposed to play yeah. like like yeah i made a sophomore like shocking a film because he he was he's always been about shocking films all of his films yeah. have been gratuitous in like every way like in in the robocop movies you're watching gratuitous police brutality and violence. Yes. <laughs> That's what you're watching. And most people cheer for it, but it's not a good thing. And it yeah. is shocking <laughs> for some people, you know? And then you're watching in uh, in, your, in his other movies that he's done, like, um, uh, what, what did I say? Starship Troopers. Was it, there's that scene in, in Ro- RoboCop 3. Oh, granted, it's not his, one of his movies, mm-hmm. but in RoboCop 3 where he's just like, the guy's like on the ground dead. Mm-hmm. Like, because he's Robocop's already shot him in the face. Mm. And then he walks up to him, pulls him up, and he goes, You have the right to remain silent. <laughs> yeah. <that's laughs> like, the other cop is just like, He's dead already. Yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like, that's, yeah, that's that's Robocop in a nutshell. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's his, so his movies are shocking. They're intentionally shocking. So everything that is in this movie that is, like, shocking, so to speak, like, all of the. Yeah major nudity and like the amount of sex and everything is like it's it's supposed to make him feel, feel uncomfortable and it's supposed to shock you yeah and all that so i mean like they're, they're not out of place or anything but but it, it is interesting how much like i think like i'll be honest about half an hour into the movie i i, I stopped even realizing that people were naked most of the time yeah because they were com- <laughs> they were just naked like it, it kind of does the effect of like um well, the movie the holy mountain i i always say that has that effect like people are like everybody's naked i'm like yeah but after about 20 minutes you kind of stop paying attention to the nudity and you're just looking at weird surrealist shit yeah yeah pretty much yeah. like <laughs> like it, it like that's the thing with nudity is it's it's kind of shocking at first mm-hmm. but at the end of the day like like it's not really that it, like it's just people walking around and talking like it's not sexy yeah it's just not, people naked i'm not getting horny off of it 
Yeah. You know. I'm not getting horny to, for, for watching people do the same fucking dance routine I've seen 50 times. <laughs> that was my biggest problem with this movie is they that like routine would start and I was like, oh, fuck, I'm so tired of this song already. Yeah. And like it was just the same song, but like a new thing had happened. Yeah. Like, oh, she's taken over or, oh, this person's doing this this time or or this is happening. This is happening. And I was like, but I've heard the song so many times yeah. and I've seen this routine so many times. Can I just say oh. how like awkward a lot of the dancing and how bad it was? Oh, yeah. It was not. That was the thing I thought was. So, first off, her dancing in the club at the very beginning. Dude, it was so bad. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And even the, I thought even the movie the was going to go the route of, like, she never really improved. Like, she was just delusional about her dance. And even the dude was like, she can't dance. And yeah. I just want to say something real quick about that character, that guy. I forget his uh, name. Um, as much as he was kind of an asshole, he was my favorite character. No, I was really sad was that he wasn't there for that much. He was disappointing. How so? Disappointing as hell. Um, <clears throat> because, uh, you know, he ended up just, uh, saying the same shit to all the girls. He just wanted to get laid. Yeah. Like his whole deal was like, yeah, I'm just trying to get yeah. laid. Even when he said to her, no, nah, I really did just make it for you. And it's like, that's, that's total bullshit. You know, he's not telling her the truth. Yeah. You know, he's really just trying to get But at laid. the same time, he had no reason to lie at that moment. Um, his reason was that he wanted her. <laughs> And that was the easiest way to do it, to try to No, because he said that to her um, when uh, he when he just told her that the other girl was pregnant and they were getting married. Yeah. And, like, there was no reason, because he, he was like, we're getting married, I'm going with her because she's got my kid. Like, there was no reason for him to say that to her, because, like, that was just his, his fate now at that point. Oh, I guess so. He, he was a fucking asshole to that girl, too. He was an asshole, and, yeah, he was an asshole to that girl, but at the same time, like, I don't know. I, I like. I thought his dialogue was hilarious. I thought he was. I thought he was great. Well, like, see, that's what I thought I'm he was saying. A good that's what makes him so was... disappointing. Is because yeah. I really did like him up until yeah. I realized how much of a fucking asshole he was, and really he's just a loser. You know. Yeah. Like, because yeah, I was no. Like, I think uh, the movie did kind of point to the fact that now he's a loser. Yeah, because like, he's not cool. Yeah. He's not the the one guy in the city who's figured it all out. Now he's he's a loser. Exactly. Because I was talking to my wife. I was like, I bet you he <laughs> went to Vegas to try to be a dance uh, coordinator or something like that, you know? Yeah, choreographer. Choreographer, yeah. So, and he failed at that, so instead he's just like, whatever, at least I'm here, I might as well get laid with this shit. So he just yeah. turned it into using his, you know, quote-unquote talent and, and credentials, since he said he trained in New York and whatever, yeah. uh, to, to try to just get laid and whatever. And eventually it bit him in the ass, and he got that girl pregnant, that other stripper, Hope, I think was yeah. her name. <laughs> I her, her she had some other name, but the guy was like, "No, your name's Hope. Nobody wants to fuck a whatever Penny. <laughs> Penny, yeah. yeah. No one wants to fuck. <laughs> yeah, a Penny. it makes you sound cheap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, it was just really uh, disappointing character, to be honest. Yeah. So I was like, man, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, he was disappointing in the sense of that, where like, yeah, you, you kind of felt like, um. Like, yeah, he was a shitty person. He definitely was a shitty person. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I think he was just supposed to be a, a, a point to of, like, this is the realities of, of what Vegas actually is. Is Most people show up thinking they're going to be what she, what happens to her, where she becomes the front of the stage. But most people just end up like him. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. it works with the theme of the movie. 100%. Yeah. Him being a disappointment is works with the movie. Uh, yeah. I, it made me a little sad, but it works with the movie, so I'm not I'm not really mad about it. I'm just like, oh, okay, so I guess the only good person in this entire movie is 
her friend who lives in the trailer and yeah. something terrible happens to her yeah. in, in the end so it's like damn everyone sucks and everyone's got a shitty life yeah <laughs> and, and I just why is Kyle McLaughlin in this film <laughs> why is he in this movie yeah like I don't know I don't understand his his like role choices when he was younger he just <laughs> they're did. so all over the place dude i think he just did whatever you know maybe he really he just did whatever well he listen wanted. listen listen this is a guy that likes movies that require interpretation i think that's why he yeah. chose the movie no yeah i think i think that's the case i think he knew who paul verhoeven was and what he was capable of and and trusted that he was going to do something that was a bit more obscure mm-hmm. um like same with with you know him continually working with david lynch is he's like i know what he's making is you know of higher quality i guess i gotta say i really i really like david lynch movies (laughs) i know you do i I like him to an extent as well and i think you know but like um yeah if if there's ever gonna be a 10 on my list i bet you it's gonna be david lynch film yeah yeah what i forget what did you give i gave blue Blue velvet Velvet like a nine okay i think i did because like when i think back on it i'm like damn i like that movie (laughs) i really enjoyed that movie i really did it's fucking crazy and it's I like, might even give it another watch. It's good. It's a good too. movie. <laughs> it was a really good. Oh film. my gosh, it's so fucking crazy too. But um, yeah, just you don't expect it to go the way that it goes a lot of the times. Yeah, but it's like well, I think I that guess. my favorite part of Blue Velvet was a. I knew really nothing about it outside yeah. of there was some sex stuff in it. I knew zero. Yeah. Um, because like I remember there, I saw an interview with him where he was talking about like it was one of his early roles where it was a big film and he was really proud of it. And he like tried to show it to his parents and then they were like watching the sex scenes. And he was like, Oh, this is weird. They, sh- they don't want to see this. Yeah. I wouldn't <laughs> want to see my uh, son full frontal and having sex with a crazy lady. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, all I knew about blue velvet was that was that it was, it was quite sexual. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah. So when it started and it was just kind of seemed like this kooky, high school teen investigation film mm-hmm. and then it started getting more lynchy and it was like oh, okay or lynchy and i guess pro- probably shouldn't say lynchy <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible <laughs> but uh yeah man, uh, i really do like david lynch films they're pretty pretty yeah. good i think and this film felt like david lynch adjacent <laughs> yes like it yeah. like it wanted to be that kind of like david lynch where there's so many layers to everything that's happening mm. And it wasn't there. But it's that's because it's it's Paul Verhoeven. If you look at his other films, they're just like that. Sure. <laughs> so it's it's very much so a Paul Verhoeven film. A film. If you don't like his stuff, then you definitely won't like this. Um, yeah. So my rating this... is like high four, five. Okay. Like, that's gone down. Oh, I was gonna say I was like that's gone down from the five. <laughs> well, it's it's high four, low five. That's yeah. what it is. So it's okay. definitely a low I, five. I think I'd give it a three. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. <clears throat> you don't have to watch this film. If you want to know, <laughs> if you want to know what Paul Verhoeven is about, watch his other films. This film is not important, and it doesn't do enough to to justify. You know, like you were saying, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't do enough. So his other films do a lot better job at doing this whole thing that he's about the i'm gonna shock you and say something while i'm doing it but you're not gonna really know so and this movie was just just softcore porn with a dude trying to shock you and and put a message underneath it and it wasn't that the thing is it's softcore porn to an extent like i said like i think 
I think if you're, you know, very kind of childish mm. and um, the thing that you think about when you watch a movie and there's nudity is, oh, I can get off to this, then it's softcore porn. But I think, um, I, th- I think, th- I, I don't know. Nudity just never really gets to me in a film. I'm like, not so, referring so many... to the nudity. Nudity, yeah. yes. <laughs> I'm, Are you I'm referring, referring to the to fucking... The, to the actual sex scenes and the softcore yeah. porn kiss that she gave... Uh crystal when she was in the in the hospital bed no oh, yeah, no, like, yeah that, that was, was so weird. unnecessary but it's yeah. there because it's to excite all the male watchers and possible lesbian watchers uh, who are into oh and bisexual lesbian inclusive. I, yeah i was gonna say don't forget those bisexual <laughs> and pansexual just excite people who are into that uh girls kissing yeah. girls it was totally unnecessary and made no sense or you know even the asmr people who just like the sound of lips smacking well that's uh, dude it was the ugliest worst kiss but all it of was the sex gross. scenes so this is another thing i think it was intentional because all of the sex scenes in this all of the kissing scenes are terrible mm-hmm. yeah. and they are that so, so that okay so it brings terrible. up the in the um uh the infamous scene which one the, the pool rape scene. scene or oh the pool scene when she's Where like being she's... waterboarded, yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> so. That like I, I remember so thinking that was ridiculous, and obviously I've heard so many people talk about how ridiculous that that scene is. Yeah, and I've heard so many people talk about it. It's like, well, how come nobody on set was just like, "This isn't how people have sex." It's intentional, and like, but yeah, so that's the thing is like watching this film this time. I was like, no, it's clearly intentional. Yeah, because like she's being waterboarded. Yeah, an actress would know. Well, no, that's not how waterboarding works. You'd have to have a cloth on her face. Well, okay, she was literally drowning then. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> yeah, literally drowning. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like you definitely have to. Um, like, it doesn't take an idiot to tell that is intentional. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like it's so unnatural. the thing is, it feels intentional. But what's the point of it? <laughs> Outside of wow, that was ridiculous. Uh. I think the point is to. It kinda, also, they wasted it perfectly drives... good champagne. Huh? That yeah, made me upset. Oh, the they wasted champagne perfectly good all champ- over her. Where he just like pours the champagne all over. I was like, yeah. "Whoa, what the fuck are you doing, buddy?" <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's to. Um, I think it's done so that you know all the sex in this is <laughs> satirical. <laughs> All the sex yeah. and all the the gratuitous, you know, nudity is is all a joke, and that's why that scene exists. Kind of like why the rape scene yeah. exists to drive home the point about don't uh, about Hollywood and, and superstars yeah. and, and all that. Don't don't treat them like gods. Don't become you know. Uh, he, he's trying to disenfranchise people um, about it, especially with the kind of allegory of like the people who make it to the top, like. Uh, know me. Yeah, <laughs> is the worst fucking name I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, uh, it is terrible. And Crystal, and even like Kyle MacLachlan to an, to an extent, all the people who make it to the top are void of morals, not very good people. Like are willing to do the bad things that get them there. Yeah, yeah, and, and so it's just it's just another scene that's that's supposed to tell us definitively. Yeah, yeah. this is all a joke. The, all the sex and all the gratuitousness you see in this is a joke. It's not serious, yeah. and that's why I think that scene is there because it is yeah. so bad. Oh my! But God. I, I just think with all that taken into account, I still kind of get to the end, and I'm like, "But did I really enjoy everything that I saw?" And that's why I asked extent, you like... at the beginning. You know, do you think an intentionally bad film is worse? Than yeah, that? and there's your answer, and that's why you give it a lower, yeah. lower rating because it is. 
intentionally like everything it's in this film is done. entirely intentionally yeah done and it's just like <clears throat> it's just crazy it's really really not a great film i would say that's <laughs> for sure uh but again if if you if you are a fan of the director and uh, and you can understand that part you might feel meh about it <laughs> <laughs> you might not hate it as much but you you would definitely say that there are better <laughs> there are better Paul Verhoeven films out there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, I don't think I'll ever watch this a third time. I will never we'll watch this again. Way. It was just not no? yeah, I just did not I thought it was just bad. I was like, Jesus, I hated the main character. <laughs> the main I think the main character is what made it the most difficult to get through. Yeah. Yeah, really. Because I didn't like she her was voice. just yeah, her tits and she's were just so no, I'm kidding. bitchy <laughs> and full of herself, and so like condescending, and like thought she was better than everybody to an extent that was just so annoying. Oh, yeah. just, oh got to me so much. You want to know the only character I liked in the whole movie besides her friend? Who the the actual stage director? Um, <laughs> yeah, that guy. You know, because he he made sense. You know, yeah, his whole everything about him made sense. Like, he yeah. knows he's selling sex. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And he knows exactly yeah. how this should go. And he has, he believes in the talent and what exactly his vision is, and he goes for it. And so when he's when he's up there, he's telling the girls, you know, like, he's being harsh as all fuck, but that's yeah. how it is, you know? Like, he has a perfect image of what it should be. And if, you know, you've got to be harsh if you want to it, be the best. It did remind me a bit of like the the cattle call scene in um in all that jazz as yeah, well. It did it just like because I, I I love that line in all that jazz where he like goes up to that one girl and he's like, "Tell me, um, Chris, it says you were on in this play. Uh, who who directed that play? And that uh, you did, Mister Gideon. He's like, "Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, uh, who choreographed that play? Uh, you did, Mister Gideon. Oh, how'd I do? Excellent, Mr. Gideon. And then he just looks at her and he goes, that's how you get a job, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, see, but the difference between that and this is that yeah. he is, you know, he's a womanizer. He, yeah. he likes when girls try to fuck him for their part or whatever. Yeah. And uh, and this Whereas is... this guy, yeah, this guy is just like, uh, basic, and like, he has a good point of like, where he's trying to make all these girls uncomfortable. He's like, yeah, yeah but I'm going to ask you to fucking shake your tits on a, on a stage. Yeah. If I, if I'm going to, if me asking you to do this thing is going to make you uncomfortable, like, get off my stage, I can't use you. Exactly. So show me your tits and why aren't your yeah. nipples erect? <laughs> yeah. You know? And I thought it get was funny. Get me some ice. <laughs> I thought it was funny that, that line that he said to uh, the main girl, he's like, I'm erect why aren't you <laughs> that was just so funny but it's like it was funny yeah yeah i mean what do you think you're doing on stage you're you're exciting yeah. the audience and this is what happens mm-hmm. so it's just like that guy and her friend were like the only two characters in this movie who were just straight up and honest about everything yeah straight up and honest and like fun to watch yeah, yeah. Like, he, was he was he was a fun character he was even against what's her name uh being the main understudy and the star of the show after after crystal uh took yeah. her fall and uh he was like no she can't do it she sucks <laughs> yeah and the other guys were just like yeah she can she's like yeah that's because she fucked you that's why you're saying that yeah because that's the thing is i think even in the film they don't really show like you mentioned it like the the choreography and the dancing's kind of shit like they show that she doesn't improve in her dancing no no she's still like essentially as bad as she was on that fucking dance floor yeah but because she's you know 
fucked the right people yeah, and done the right things, the top, yeah. she's she's gotten to where she is. Mm-hmm. And it is like, because, you know, there's so many people who say, like, oh, how come that person's famous? I have clearly more talent than them. Mm-hmm. And that's true. But you you also have morals and principles. Uh, and unfortunately, that stopped you from getting to where they are. <laughs> yeah, being at the top. See, what was I, what was I telling? I was telling my wife this earlier because we were talking about um, you're not, like, you don't really want it. Or what mm-hmm. was it? I told her you would cheat if you like you gotta you gotta want it really bad and yeah. god damn it i cannot phrase this shit i'm sounding like an idiot right now <laughs> but essentially um like do you really want it if you're not willing to cheat for it or something you know yeah like because if you want to get to the top if you want it more than anything else then you would cheat lie and steal for it and if you don't yeah. then you really don't want it as bad as you think you know? Or if you if you don't, the reality is that someone who doesn't have those principles and wants it as much as you will just get there instead. Yeah, because because the the amount that they want it overrides their moral compass like entirely. Yeah. They can justify because of how much they want it. You know, whereas you can't. Therefore, you must not want it nearly as bad as them. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you know, with Crystal, where she said she's like. How do you think I got my job? I just fucking pushed somebody down the stairs too. Like, exactly. That's that's just showbiz, baby. Like, <laughs> I mean, you gotta want it more than anybody else, and in order to be yeah. like that, you have to put aside your morals and everything. So that's what I was, yeah, that's what I was telling. And my wife was like, "No, it's I still want it just <laughs> as much." And it's no, like, no, I think I think you do. I think that you're you're right and you're wrong. I think the way that I phrase it is a little bit like more of the reality it's you can want it as much as the other person but if your principles stop you from getting there then the other person who wants it as much as you mm-hmm. will get there instead so in a sense you have to you do i guess need to want it more than your principles that's what i'm saying so you yeah. still need it but it's you you would then need it more than the other person. i get i kind of get what you're saying yeah. but i feel like you're it puts want. it in a position of just saying that the answer is to forego principles to get what you want yeah and you would have to want it pretty bad to do that. You would have to want yeah. it more than your own principles. Than the person without even principles. Yeah. yeah. And that person obviously wants it... Well, it's not that they don't have principles. It's that they want it more than their principles. Unlike yeah. you. You don't want it more than your principles. So, yeah, either you hold yeah, your principles I, higher than the other person or they just want it more, you know? <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's, it's an ugly kind of situation because it kind of just frames it as like, well, then the only option is to forego, you know, decency. Yeah. Yeah, and that's exactly how it is now. Are you willing to do that is the question, you know? Because there's a lot of sacrifices to be at the top. Now, this is this is talking like being at the pinnacle of whatever it is that you want, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I'm willing to settle for something less than the pinnacle because I am not willing to forego my morality. Yeah. So that's why it's like that. That's why I believe the only people who can be at the top and who usually are at the top, if you just look at the 1% of this country, their morals yeah. are very, you know, mm-hmm. probably foregone in order to make them be and stay at the top. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sad truth. But that's, yeah, that is, that is how it is. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting that this movie kind of shows that, but it's not showing it very good and it's not good to yeah. watch it. I think it doesn't convey <laughs> that message as well it as does like, not you can well find well. that message there, yeah. but it doesn't do it as well as maybe I think even the film wants to. Yeah. Or as well as maybe we are even portraying it to have. Yeah. Just don't, don't bother. Don't waste your time. <laughs> don't watch it. Don't, don't watch bother. it. It's not good. Yeah. It's not worth it. 
you yeah. listening to us is enough. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's all you need to know about it. And uh, it'll probably be shorter. If you really <laughs> want to see that infamous shocking scene of uh, her being waterboarded during sex, it's kind of funny. <laughs> you could look it up. It is funny. I'm sure. It is funny. Um, but... I wish I had the exact time of the movie so I could just tell you guys. <laughs> Go to this scene. <laughs> it's probably it's like an hour and a half in. I, I was just shocked by the length of the film. I was like, oh, Yeah, it's fuck. like a full two hours, ain't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. And about an hour and 15 in, I felt like the movie was getting ready to be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't. Yeah. I was just like, damn, when is she going to when is she gonna be on top? Or whatever, <laughs> you know? The, yeah. what, you know what I couldn't understand about our main character? Go on. It's like, well, I guess this further drives home the, the point that a lot of people are delusional about show business. Mm-hmm. But uh, she couldn't understand that she's selling actual sex. Yeah. And she was like, don't call me a, a stripper or whatever. And it's like, you you are a stripper or something. You know, <laughs> I'm a dancer. Yeah. And it's like, oh, God. Like you're but, but then you go to the back room and give people lap dances. Yeah. Like after they, your dance. Yeah. And they come on themselves. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You're literally. Well, she. People. Yeah. Yeah. She literally dry humps people. And, and yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. I don't know. She had these weird principles that were just warped and not real. But that's the thing. It's like you're so detached from reality. Yeah. Yeah. To think that you are anything else other than that. Like, you need to separate those oh. ideas or not separate them but you need to you need to understand yeah. that those two things but, are the same so that you could move on <laughs> but in in contrast obviously this kind of show i don't think exists in vegas but like in contrast the the big show she goes to she's still basically wearing the same amount of clothes well burlesque shows <laughs> exist in vegas yeah yeah but we're, we're everyone's topless <laughs> yeah it's, it's a burlesque oh, show I thought in burlesque shows everyone just says still have bras and shit. Like, no, they could take off. Their, it's just like boudoiry. They they do wear that, but they could also take it off. Mm. I don't think they're. But yeah, no, nude. like I I think the whole point is that like for me at least, where it's just how much nudity and sex obviously was still in the other performances, like how much that is still a part of what is selling. Mm-hmm. That's still the selling point of even the you know the goal even the 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 dream that she has mm. is basically still a stripper yeah it's still but it's a stripper sex. for high class people yeah you're just you're you're selling sex for a lot more now <laughs> yeah yeah and even still those uh executives are going to use you like a hooker so yeah exactly and she even was a hooker beforehand too but yeah. she's like don't call me a hooker and it's like you were though <laughs> <laughs> They prefer escort. Okay, yeah, but even still, she didn't like that. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> is there uh, is there much more you think you want to say about showgirls? No, no, just uh, that's it. <laughs> okay, that's all there is to all say. Right. There, we, I think we covered everything pretty, pretty thoroughly, actually. Yeah, I think so too. I think I, so I'm surprised with how much we did say. <laughs> Me too. I thought this was going to be much more difficult to talk about, just because of <laughs> how bad it was and how shallow the film kind of feels. It does feel very for a film that's supposed to have a deep message. It feels shallow as hell. Yeah, that's what I mean. Is the film has this message that's there, but I think it it fails on the landing yeah. for every scene, basically. Yeah, yeah, it feels yeah. shallow as hell. I would never watch it again. So yeah, we'll leave it okay. at that. <laughs> well, I guess we'll wrap up this part of the episode then for Showgirls, uh-huh. um, and next week, but for in five minutes for us. <laughs> um, Reese, next week we will the be talking. Wall. Oh, <laughs> um, next week we will be talking about uh, my pick, which is The Cook, The Thief, 
his wife and her lover the cook so the uh thief the thief yeah which one's the thief michael gambon the uh the the cockney guy who's like angry in the restaurant all the time how is he a thief he's a gang because he's a gangster is that what makes him a thief yeah oh okay we'll get into it next episode <laughs> yeah. Okay. But yeah, no, that's my pick for next week. Um, yeah, if you want to watch that and follow along, warning, because I've watched it. It's a pretty intense film, so it's not for, I'd say, the faint of heart. No, nah, um, but watch if you're it. into it, it's fine. Huh? They can watch oh, it. Yeah. It's fine. It, it, I don't say it's not that intense. I would say this is a film that I would, I would hardly uh, like. I, I, okay, we'll get into it next episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Okay. Hey, Wally. Should we, uh, let's, um, yeah. Yeah, goodbye.